Hey guys, welcome to the According to Low Elo podcast. My name is Dean. My name is Tyler, and we're here with another champion review. Champion review, baby. We got Aurelia and LeBlanc. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say something I don't say, and it's actually the opposite. This might actually be a long episode. Yeah, LeBlanc's got a ton of changes. Aurelia has a very different old style, so... Um, yep. Could go the distance, although neither of us really play well, either of these champions, so it might not go quite the distance either, so... <laughs> watch this time. It fucking... It's 30 is, minutes. It's 30 minutes? No. <laughs> I think... I think we'll we'll have a, a lot of content to go over. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, strap in. Uh, I know we're a day late, so apologies, but that's okay. Uh, first thing we want to do, though, is as usual, we want to shout out the YouTube. Putting up a ton of shorts. Uh, we got a new gameplay coming out. I know we mentioned that earlier in the week. Uh, on the Saturday, the 25th, of uh, a Thresh and a uh, Karthus game. Yes. We bring in the Shadow Isles. It was a fun game. It's a long one. It was like 45 minutes. It was a long but, game. Uh, it took a minute for us to figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun, though. So get uh, get psyched for that. Yep. Um, and then I just want to shout out the most recent gameplay uh, short we got here of Tyler making this miraculous and kind of sus uh, thresh hook on this Tristana, jumping Tristana. It was pretty sus. <laughs> it, was, it was good, though. It was a good hook. I, so. I legitimately thought I missed that one. Uh, and when I threw it, I was like, motherfucker. I was like, did I fucking miss this Tristana again? And then she jumped right into it, so fuck it. You know what I'm saying? But check out that short. That was a fun little piece. And uh, also the short from the last patch episode that just came out uh, mm-hmm. about the dinosaurs. Yep. I feel like we, uh, that's that's going to end up being some lore, dude. <laughs> yeah, Aurelian Soul's just going to self-insert himself into... He's going to be at everything now. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and then... One more thing before we start talking about the champions, we had some mid patch adjustments mm. and bug a few bug fixes I didn't even know about. But yeah. um yeah, Milio apparently was just pretty insane. Let me actually go to Lolalytics just to look at it. But at Platinum Platinum Plus, he was at a fifty two percent win rate, which is pretty nuts for a new champion right. um in high elo. So let's see, what is he sitting at right now? Okay, so he's just under a fifty-two percent. Uh, he has a thirty-one percent ban rate, and then a twenty-two percent pick rate. I have not played against him. I have not played him. I know you played him in an ARAM. Yeah. He, Does he feel a little OP, a little oppressive? Purple can attest that he feels pretty gross. Now in ARAM, he has no balance changes at all. So just bear that in mind. The only balance changes are the items, obviously. But um. Mm. The one thing that I notice, and like obviously you can either decide to build uh, Moonstone, excuse me, or Shirelia. Those are like your two main options. There's other items you could probably try on him, but those are like the two that uh, you're probably going to see and build most often. And with Shirelia's, what I found just absolutely broken is when you cast Cozy Campfire... Um, <laughs> the movement speed. the movement speed you can effectively give your team a fat Shirelia's boost uh, just by standing on that thing because you're healing and I just found it kind of nutty I was like oh dude I could speed you up without having to do much you know what I mean it feels it feels like a like a a, a mantra karma W a little bit e, e, yeah e, yeah the, the shield yeah. a little it's bit like oh just group up Give everyone a heal, and boost speed. increase auto range, yeah. and movement speed. 
and and it lasts mm. for what six seconds i think so it's just yeah. like it's persisting and uh it's it was cool um the one other thing we noticed too is the fucking slow on the ultra mega fire kick is painful to get hit by like it, i think it's like 60 percent, and i i didn't i have built full support items um, I think I had, I don't even know if I had 200 AP. It was like 69%, like no joke. <laughs> it was like 69% on the slow and it hits when they get hit by the ball. And if they get hit by the bounce, it slows too. Uh, the bounce, right, is the okay. AOE slow. So it actually is pretty disgusting. It's a rather, I mean, it's not Gnosis wither slow, which is what? 99%, right? Yeah, max. Yeah. I think. Or no, I don't think it's that. It's <laughs> that's Zillion, right? Or well, Thresh's box is ninety nine percent. I know that. Okay. Um, it's not that bad, but it doesn't like. I think Thresh's decays. Uh, it doesn't decay. It just sits around for a second, and you just feel like, oh my god, when do I get to run? You know, it's pretty gross. And then the ulti felt pretty decent. Figuring out when the best time to use the ulti was was hard. It, it just kind of like, uh, do I use it for the heal? Do I use it for the cleanse? Like, what do I? What do I do? What's the best way to use it? So, obviously, I'll need to uh, tinker with him some more. But um, he doesn't feel terribly unbalanced. Uh, but I could see someone saying that you know he's not fun to play against. But well, like what what I was saying uh, in our Discord, guys, join the Discord. We have discussions in there. Hit the link tree. <laughs> um, I just think champion. I don't think he's very skill. Uh, he does not have a high skill. No, no, and that's what ceiling. that's what we had said too when we talked about him uh, last week. Is like he's not going to be a champion he's with a very mega high simple. skill cap. He's going to be yeah. He's going to fit more of like the Janna bill, right? Um, he's a little more interactive than Janna, although Janna in recent years or recent seasons has been more interactive in terms of like being a poke damage dealer as opposed to just being a defensive disengage. Um, <clears throat> he feels like he has. Like if 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 your ADC ever grasps the idea that like he really buffs the fuck out of them, uh, and and knows how to play aggressively, you'll win that all the time. It's almost like playing Lucian Nami. <laughs> like I feel like he's gonna pair really well with Lucian. Yeah, I mean, considering he has a um, he has an auto attack enhance, yeah. just the movement speed, the auto range, especially Lucian who doesn't have very high uh, attack range, right? Um. But we can go. We'll talk about the. We'll get into the the what they hot fix. Uh, I just want to correctly say that I uh, predicted the. Well, from what I'm reading on Lawlytics with a 55% win rate, the W max is the way to go. Okay. W. It says W E and then Q. I played. I played Q max on ARAM, but it's ARAM, so it's a little bit different. Did right? you go full? Did you go full AP? No, no you said you went. I went. I went support build, okay. but the the damage at max rank is really good at at. No rank is fucking garbage, but the slow is so good. It, it, Does the slow did the slow scale? I believe it scales with level. Okay. Or with, with rank, I'm sorry. With rank and, and the ability is what I mean. Um Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty gross. Alright, so let's see what they're doing. Yeah, tell me what they're nerfing on this. Alright. So uh the passive fired up, that's the, the scorch on the auto attack that he gives to your ally. Uh, fired up, empowered auto attack AD scaling adjusted from 15 to 50% based on level to 15 to 35% based on level. It was pretty gross, and I think when you're when you're buffing someone who has high AD like a like a gin, like it's, it does a fuck ton of damage. So that doesn't surprise me if they're dropping that. I think that might go back up to maybe 40. 
or 45%, somewhere in the middle. I think 35 seems a little low to me. Um, let's see, they're also nerfing the W, the cozy campfires. The healing is adjusted from 80 to 200 based on rank down to 70 to 150. Uh, that doesn't seem too crazy. I mean, I think 150, that's a, that's a hell of a hit, but the way the ability works is like you're just healing... It, like every i think it's every quarter second it's popping off you know what i mean but you're healing only like mm -hmm. seven or eight at a time at that rate so it takes a minute but like i think what makes it op is that it's an aoe thing so however many allies stand in that heal from it kind of like janna uh monsoon you know so i think that's probably why they they're bringing it down a little bit and then lastly the e warm hugs the shield strength is adjusted it was 60 to 180 base with a 30 percent ap ratio it's now 60 to 140 base with a 25% AP ratio. And the cooldown is also going to get a nerf. It was 17 to 13 seconds. It's now 18 to 14 seconds. Pretty big. Um, I was seeing some videos about his, like, trading at level 1. Like, if you take Q level 1, it's pretty gross you, to... You could probably invade with him, honestly. Yeah, he has, like, yeah. Like, I, like, you don't have to land the, you know, he doesn't have a stun, but, the, like, it, it's just, you hit that the slow. slow is, it, it's fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone really realizes how fucking nuts that is, but it, it is, uh, <laughs> it is nuts. Um, um, yeah, so that's it for Milio. A few bug fixes. I'm trying to see. Fix the bug interaction with Alawi's E and Champion with cloning abilities that would sometimes cause the game to crash. Okay. <laughs> Fixed a rare bug with Milio that would sometimes cause the game to crash. Dude, okay. you know what? I think I did have a crash playing in a, a cloning champion uh, against LeBlanc. Like, my game just, like, everything was working, and it was like my internet went out, and the game kind of crashed, and then I reconnected. It was really fucking weird. That that makes sense. And then uh, we did. I did see this one because you posted this in the Discord about the biscuit delivery. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fixed a bug that would allow players to undo selling biscuits to permanently increase their maximum mana. Dude, that video, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, I think it was posted by Vandral on Twitter, but it's also in the Discord. That shit was funny. I just was, I could just imagine someone sitting there, just click sell, undo, 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 and then you would just watch the mana rack up for free. And think about like yeah. someone like Rise. Mm -hmm. Game breaking with that fucking bug, dude. Alrighty, so uh, let's get into LeBlanc right after this short break. Alright, LeBlanc. Le booty hole. Alright, So dude. let's see what ChatGPT has to say about her. Go ahead. ChatGPT. Alright, so we asked ChatGPT, can you tell me about the League of Legends champion LeBlanc and her playstyle? Uh, Chat said... LeBlanc is a high-mobility assassin in League of Legends known for her ability to quickly burst down enemies and outplay opponents with her deceptive playstyle. Her kit includes a mix of crowd control, mobility, and burst damage, making her a potent threat in the hands of skilled players. That's pretty good so far. LeBlanc's abilities allow her to quickly close gaps and deal massive damage to her targets. Her Q ability, Sigil of Malice, deals damage to a target and marks them with a sigil, which amplifies the damage of her next ability. Her W, Distortion, allows her to dash to a target location, dealing damage to all enemies in the area upon arrival. Her E ability, Ethereal Chains, fires a chain at an enemy, dealing damage and rooting them in place if they stay within range of the chain. LeBlanc's ultimate ability, Mimic, allows her to copy the previous ability she used, dealing additional damage and resetting the cooldown of that ability. 
This allows LeBlanc to quickly chain together her abilities for maximum burst damage. LeBlanc's playstyle requires quick reflexes and the ability to make split-second decisions. She excels at taking down squishy targets such as enemy carries, but can struggle against tankier opponents. Good LeBlanc players are able to deceive their opponents with her mobility and illusions, using her kit to confuse enemies and create opportunities for kills. Additionally, LeBlanc is highly dependent on snowballing early in the game to remain effective in the later stages of the match. Okay, pretty pretty good overall. There was like one thing in there that is not correct, right. but that's fine. That's pretty good. Yeah. That actually might be the best one we've heard. So far, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, LeBlanc, uh, probably uh, one of the most hated champions up there, if I'm giving my opinion. Uh, yeah. She's very frustrating, especially a good LeBlanc. Everyone, I'm sure everyone has seen Civ HD. the fucking Civ HD, <laughs> his core build with six rod of ages. That, that video is like, God, like six or seven, maybe eight years old now. Still a great video. Just being able to outplay people with uh, the distortion, the double distortion with your ulti, and then being able to use the clone. Using the clone, if you can make the clone look, if you could trick someone into making the clone look like the real LeBlanc. Right. Yeah, you're you're a master. Right. But yeah, we got uh, LeBlanc, who's got a few previous versions. Um, so fuck it, let's go. Oh my Jesus, look at the original splash is actually kind of horrendous to look at. The is it the one with her in the mirror? Yeah. Th- that reminds me of like the the Jarvan. Yeah, the J four. Her face on the J four breastplate. Yep, conspiracy. Conspiracy that, LeBlanc is Jarvan. At least maybe at like w- one point in lore or something. Yeah. Like cause she can she's the deceiver, right? So Yeah. Okay. Um well fuck it. Let's uh well I'll start out here with her passive. So first iteration was called Mirror Image. When LeBlanc falls below forty percent maximum health, she periodically becomes stealth for one second and creates a controllable clone of herself with seventy to three fifty nine Based on level, less health, which lasts for eight seconds or until killed. I'm assuming this is probably going to be the same. I think it's... Okay, no, no. It's okay. the second iteration. All right, this is interesting. Okay. Uh, and this must have been when they did the... Ma- yeah, you were talking about the mage changes, and it was oh, yeah. not great. Uh, so they, <clears throat> the passive, the second iteration was called Sigil of Malice. Uh, innate LeBlanc spells uh, target or mark affected enemies with sigil malice for four seconds. The sigil charges over the next one and a half seconds, after which LeBlanc's next spell that hits the target will shatter it to deal 30 to 300 base level plus 80% AP bonus magic damage. Sigil of malice cannot occur on the same target for more than one to every five seconds. And yeah, uh, so I'm pretty sure they just reverted that. I said, this was so short-lived that I didn't even remember that they changed her fucking passive. Yeah, it, it went back to the... Yeah. The, it, it was such a weird... She became a control mage and not an assassin. I was going to say, she, it's like, she was like... Well, she was almost both, right? Because she could blow your tits away. But she also had excellent fucking wave clear for zero reason. Like, that's usually, like, the the weak point of an assassin. It's like, yeah, you don't have wave clear. So, like, you have to rely on, on playing kind of safe, but being able to pick your moments. And they had just said, ah, fuck it with LeBlanc and got rid of all that. And it was, like, really bad. Universally hated, I think. Even by well, the, LeBlanc players. I think the fact that, like, her 
that when the sigil mouse was the passive, the fact that you had to wait a second and a half yeah. kind of takes away the like one shot. Like, oh, you, now I got to wait. Right. And that was kind of annoying. Well, the other thing too but, is like it kind of turned her into Rise. It's like yeah, you drop it on a wave and then you yeah, press you your Q and yeah, it would just follow just like Rise's E. It was really fucking stupid actually. <laughs> Yeah, but all right, all right. And then what's her uh, what's her current passive now? I think it's back to mirror image. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, it's literally the same thing, guys. Forty percent max HP. She uh, creates a clone, becomes invisible for one second, and then the clone basic attack damage. She can basic attack, but can't deal. Oh, well, the clone can basic attack, but deal. Oh, I didn't realize it doesn't do any damage. Oh, I didn't know that um, either. I thought you could like last hit with it. Uh, last for eight seconds and starts running at nineteen hundred units towards a random place in front of a block decided uh the moment it spawns and then you can control it so yeah it's yeah i think it's considered a summon thing. right and it, do, uh, it does have a yeah. range or it's a, yeah because i know pet. You, yeah okay there you go it's a pet because you can control it i think with like alt right clicking yeah yeah i think that's how it does it okay so okay well that's right. that's that's that nothing too crazy there so let's get back to her first iteration uh, her Q, Sigil of Malice, um, active LeBlanc projects an orb toward the target enemy, dealing magic damage and marking them for three and a half seconds. The mark will be consumed once LeBlanc damages the marked target with any other ability, dealing the same magic damage again. So, it would do 55 to 155, the 40% AP ratio, and then if you popped it, you would literally just double that. So I don't think I need to read you those numbers. Um, had a nice 700 range, so it was a little bit longer than an auto attack. And had a quick missile speed, 2,000. It's pretty, it's, it's there pretty quickly at that point. Um, not much else to say there. It's just like her basic uh, single target damage ability there. So her second iteration, they changed it when they put Sigil of Malice to the passive, uh, was called Shatter Orb. Active, LeBlanc, LeBlanc projects an orb toward the target enemy, dealing magic damage. <laughs> Wonderful. I love how that works. Uh, if Shatter Orb triggers Sigil of Malice... The orb bounces to the closest charged sigil and damages its next target, dealing 60% damage to minions. So it would just kind of... And you'd be able to blow up waves with that thing. It was... Yeah, it's literally EQ with Rise. Right, right. Um, magic damage was changed a little bit, but that's uh, neither here nor there because it doesn't fucking matter. It's gone completely. It ain't ever coming back like that. <laughs> and so we go to her current Q, Sigil of Malice. Once again, I think if I have to say that phrase one more time, I might shoot my toe off. Um, active, LeBlanc projects an orb at the target enemy that deals magic damage and marks him for three and a half seconds. LeBlanc's next damaging ability against the marked target will consume the mark and deal the same damage again. Uh, the damage was changed a little bit. It's 65 to 165, keeping a 40% AP ratio. Literally doubles when you pop it. Um, the last piece here says Sigil of Malice's initial mark Deals 10 to 146 based on level bonus magic damage against minions and refunds 100% oh, right. of its mana cost and 30% of its remaining cooldown if either the mark or its consumption kills the target. So, and that is very that's, recent. That's that like was just new. added. Yeah. Yeah. Just so she can get some more playing time. So, uh, Aslor, the LeBlanc abuser, it's all for you, dude. <laughs> all right. Moving on to Distortion, which is it's probably like Hallmark her... ability. Yeah, this is the most frustrating, one of the most frustrating bullshit abilities. Right. Uh, so the first iteration was 
First cast, LeBlanc dashes to the target location, damaging all nearby enemies upon arrival and leaving behind a return pad for four seconds, during which she can, she can activate distortion again at no additional cost. Second cast, LeBlanc blinks to distortion's return badge, pad. Damage was 85 to 245 with a 60% AP ratio. Holy shit. Um, let's see. Did they change anything? That got nerfed hella hard in, in the second one. Just the damage, though. So, yeah, so it's literally the same thing. But it was like half uh, the yeah, damage, yeah, if not less. It was 40 to 100 with a 20% AP ratio. Yeah. Man, that got hit. That got fucking um, nailed. And then finally, current uh, LeBlanc W. What did you know? It's the same thing. Um, <laughs> it's the same. Yeah. It's literally the same thing. Damage 75 to 235 with a 60% AP ratio. And yeah, this is. It's the trademark LeBlanc. No, dash. it's 100% like her Hallmark ability. Like. Just. Oh my God. The fact that she can just blink back. It's so frustrating. And then if she uses R, then she has two. It's like Zed when he, when he uh, ulties and he, and he has a shadow out. He can go to either shadow and juke you that way. And it's like. Fuck, dude. Like, a good Zed will shadow one way and then move a little bit and ulti. And then he has two shadows, so he can pick which one he wants to go to uh, if he needs to get out or whatever. And it's fucking disgusting. Um, and I think they both shoot uh, Shuriken if he uses it, too. But this isn't Zed. This is LeBlanc. So uh, <laughs> it's disgusting. But uh, that's that's your juke ability, dude. That's that's your, your get-out-of-jail-free card. It's got a rather long cooldown, though. I think it's it was 18 seconds at level... Yeah, 18 seconds at rank it, 1, so... it Yeah, it's... I mean, once you obviously get ability haste and levels, it gets down to 10 seconds, and then it could get pretty, pretty short. I think you, you um, max this, yeah? Yeah, you max yeah. this first. Because, like, it's kind of like the same thing... I'm trying to think of another ability. Like, when you, when you W, it'll have, like, the time limit, you know, on the ability right. to reactivate it. Right. The cooldown already starts. Yeah. That's so true. it's four seconds. You have four seconds to go back, but the cooldown is already going. Um, yeah, it's 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 up pretty frequently once you get like fifty ability haste. Yeah, and it's her only AOE ability too. So that's another reason it gets used a lot because it helps to clear like a backline of minions, and you can bounce back the fuck out without taking damage or just take an auto attack as opposed to not being able to do much. So, um, that's all I gotta say about that one. I guess we move down to Ethereal Chains, and I don't think this ability's really changed too much. Uh, so, active, LeBlanc flings an illusionary chain in a line, dealing magic damage to the first enemy hit, as well as creating a tether between them and herself for one and a half seconds, slowing her target by 25% while it persists. If the target does not break the tether by moving out of range, they are rooted for one and a half seconds and dealt the same magic damage again. So, this did 40 to 140 with a 50% AP ratio. You double that if you if they don't break the tether. If LeBlanc doesn't have a super fast movement speed, so usually it's not too hard to break the tether unless she's trying to all in you, in which case she's probably going to distort at you, so you cannot get away from it. Um, and then she'll probably just distort on you again with the R. She's going to all in you if, if she lands that shit, is basically where I'm getting at. So <laughs> That was her first version of Ethereal Chains. Her second version is the exact same ability. It did not change. The wording did not change. It just didn't slow. Yes, it just dropped the slow. That's right. I forgot the slow was on there. And the current iteration reads a little bit differently, so let me read that out. It says, uh, LeBlanc flings an illusory chain in the target direction that deals magic damage to the first enemy hits. It hits and forms a tether. 
uh, between LeBlanc and the target for one and a half seconds, during which they are revealed. So that part is newer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the tether is not broken, they're dealt magic damage and rooted for one and a half seconds, during which they are revealed yet again. Um, magic damage 50 to 130 with a 30% AP ratio. So uh, a little bit less than it did before. Uh, but this is like, if you land this ability as LeBlanc, like I said, you're going all in. And that's the point of this one. That's all I got on that. I mean, unless you have anything else, it's pretty straightforward. No, it's <laughs> it's so straightforward, man. And just everyone remember, tethers will not get broken with invulnerabilities yes. like Fizz E or Vladimir Pool. It stays. Yeah, it stays. The only the only thing with Hourglass, you could probably wait it out, but <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to Mimic her ulti. It is she is just able to redo the previous ability. Or it can do any ability. It's not the previous one. Uh, let's see. LeBlanc casts a mimic version of her. Oh, okay. Of her most recently used basic ability, applying the same effect and dealing modified magic damage. So Sigil of Malice was 100 to 300, 60% AP ratio. Distortion was 150 to 450 with a 90% AP ratio. And Ethereal Chains. Uh, was 100 to 300 with a 60% AP ratio. Okay. Um, And then I'm trying to see... Okay, that was just... Okay, yeah. And then the second iteration, I'm assuming is probably the same. Uh, maybe get there. Okay, let's see. LeBlanc gains access to an alternate set of basic abilities as well as a new ultimate ability, Shadow of the Rose, all of which are independent from their base abilities cooldown and cost no mana. After eight seconds, Mimic is deactivated and its cooldown is refunded. I do not remember I didn't do this. I, again, like I said earlier, this was what so short-lived. Fuck? Like, it got reverted in, like, two patches, I think, right? I, Shadow of the Rose? I, yeah, there's an ability down here indip- that you get to read for that, too, dude. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mimic. Uh, LeBlanc gains invisibility for 0.1 seconds, summons a Mimic beside her upon reappearing, and casts the selected ability... This mimic lasts on the battlefield for two and a half seconds and is dismissed if it takes single target damage from an enemy champion or turret. The fact that they said battlefield, <laughs> battlefield. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I let's see. Uh, no, why do I not? I know I don't. This is so weird. I yeah, I just 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 fucking ejected from my memory. Same. Not saying I I didn't play LeBlanc, but yeah, it was very short lived, like you said. Um, I almost feel insulted reading this. <laughs> That's fair. It was so bad. It was it was bad. It even had you know, hold on. So the cooldown was 40, 54, 42, 30. and then when you go down to Shadow, okay, so if, if Shadow of the Rose is when you R R, yeah, and that had a hundred and sixty to one twenty cooldown. I'm so confused. That is fucking weird. This is... Man. Bad. If we were doing this podcast when this came out... Uh, we would have blown our brains out. We can't figure out Zeri. We would have blown our fucking I know, this brains is, out, dude. Thank God they reverted this, because this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. It was awful. All right, uh, and then let's just move <laughs> on to her current mimic... LeBlanc casts uh, a mimicked version of her most recently used basic ability, applying the same effects and dealing modified match damage. So, same thing. Uh, uh, the Sigil of Malice 
deals modified damage and double damage upon triggering the mark. Mimic Distortion deals modified damage. Uh, and then Ethereal Chains deals modified damage and double damage after the tether lasts its full duration. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... You can... There's there's so many good combos. I, I think I saw the other day on TikTok of, like, a demonstration of the highest, like, DPS, like, combo. It's like Q... RQ, so you instantly get the pop. W, auto attack, ethereal chain. Like, just to maximize the damage you're outputting. Because I, I want to say... um, Let me see. What is the... So, if you... The enhanced damage is 140 to 420. God damn, that distortion hits really fucking it hard. It fucking hits like a truck, dude. 450? Because, yeah, you could... Uh, it hits like a yeah, fucking it, truck. Yeah, LeBlanc is not fun to right. play against. If, if they're good. Right. Again, if it, they're good. Especially if you have a fucking sigil on them and you hit the fucking distortion. Like, it <laughs> hits like a fucking truck. So. But all right. I, yeah, mean, I, mean, I don't think I have anything else to add to LeBlanc. She's, no, she's tricky, LeBlanc, but. She's very straightforward. She's tricky, but I don't even know what to say about her. <laughs> What second iteration? I was gonna say what's what's interesting about her is like, unlike a lot of the assassins, is she is very straightforward. She has three abilities, and her fourth ability is just a repeat of her other three abilities. So as long as you know what those do, and then you just know that like, oh yeah, you just get more damage if you if you use it on the R or whatever. But like, because she's so straightforward, it means you can focus on the outplay style that she has. If that makes sense. Um and I think that's what makes her so diverse and unique from other champions. You know, you have you have your fizzes that have those kinds of dashes. We talked about Zed a little bit earlier. Um, but none of them have the same playstyle that she does. You know, you have your Akali's even that have 8,000 dashes. But uh, she doesn't mimic the same style of play that LeBlanc has. It's for as straightforward and like non-diluted as it is, it's still very unique. All right, moment of truth. The question, the age-old question. I I know what my answer is. All right, let's hear it. I gotta go, Ravenborn. I am pretty much in agreement. She looks great there. She, it's it's a really cool skin. Uh, that's still when old Swain existed too, and so she just kind of looked like, <laughs> just reminded me of Swain. But I thought she looked way cooler as a Raven than fucking Swain did. Um, I do I do really like Coven. Coven's I like cool. The, I do like Coven. With the mimic, like she's like touching the mirror in the back. Right. The coven line is really good. Uh, of course, bewitching. I think all the bewitching skins are are good. Um, Her mistletoe is good too. Mistletoe under, is underused, good. underutilized, but it's good. Oh, prestigious, where she's like she's pulling a rabbit out of her hat. Oh man, okay, that one's pretty good. Oh yeah, prestigious. It's pretty good for an old skin. So I, I like that they called it prestigious because I think that was supposed to be like. Um, did you ever watch that movie, The Prestige? That's Hugh Jackman? Yeah, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. Okay. I think that's what they were drawing on uh, when they named it uh, because of the whole mimic thing. I think that's what they were pulling from. So I like I like that skit innately because of that because that movie was really fucking good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, there's not really a skin I can complain about from her. So Yeah, she's straightforward. Wicked, she's Cruella DeVille. Yeah. Cruella DeVille. That was a good one too. She's like a more modern Cruella, mm-hmm. but I like it. It's good. Program's good too. Actually, I do really like her program one. 
But yeah, that, that that's it for LeBlanc, dude. We'll go is, down to uh, Aurelia. Everyone's oh man, everyone's favorite uh, skin that Splash Art got nerfed. Oh yeah, we'll we'll talk <laughs> we'll about get there. Well, I guess we already know what our favorite skins. No, are. It, I don't think it is anymore, dude. They nerfed the Splash Art. I don't think it is anymore. Well, I mean. We could take into consideration the old splash cards. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, let me read what Chat GPT has to say. This is Chat GPT. I did it with Dan just to see if I could get something dip, uh, good and informal, uh, good and right. informative. Yeah. Uh, see, Aurelia is a melee fighter and assassin champion in League of Legends. She excels at taking down single targets and diving into the enemy team to disrupt their formations. Here are her abilities and playstyle. Okay, we'll, we'll go over that. And then uh, it says Aurelia's playstyle is highly mobile and aggressive. She excels at diving into enemy lines, stunning and damaging multiple targets at once, and taking out vulnerable enemy champions. Aurelia is most effective when played in the top lane, where she can build tanky items to survive in extended fights while dealing significant damage to her opponents. Overall, Aurelia is a strong pick for players who enjoy high-risk, high-reward champions with a fast-paced playstyle. Okay, I think it, it's a little weird when she says excels at taking down single targets, and then it says is most effective, or uh, she excels at stunning and damaging multiple targets at once. Okay, that's a little... <laughs> right. It's a little back and forth there. Right. But, yeah, we got Aurelia. Um, I think, like, obviously LeBlanc had dashes. Just dashes in general are really frustrating to play against. But Aurelia, I feel like, is the OG because she can get resets on her Q. Right. Um, and, and her I just, fucking missile yeah. speed on a dash is so fucking fast. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just remember since we started playing it, just, she was very frustrating. I hated how mobile she was. And God damn it. Old Irelia seemed easier to play against than new Irelia, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's more... There's also, I feel like, more skill expression with the new Irelia. Right, right. Older, I liked old Aurelia. I hated her fucking ulti. We'll get there. Um, but, all right, uh, let me... Uh, I guess we'll start in on the passive. Yeah, go for it. Uh, her old passive, Ionian Fervor. Um, for those of you who were playing the game when... Or the latest set of runes, was it wasn't runes or forged. It was, like, before that. And they had uh, Fervor of Battle... Basically, kind of what ripped, what's what her newest passive came into, but keeps the name. It's just interesting. Sometimes you see these names kind of repop up, and you wonder, like, where did that come from? It came from this champion. <laughs> you want to know how, how stupid I was? I always thought it was called Ionian Fever. Oh, nice. It's, well, you know what? It's easy to fuck that up because <laughs> Fervor and Fever look the same at a glance, dude. So it's uh, very easy to. Fuck I'm just it up. stupid. <laughs> All right, Ionian uh, fever. Aurelia <laughs> gains tenacity based on if she is outnumbered or not. Allied champions against enemy champions. So numbers advantage. If you have more allied champions than enemy champions, zero tenacity. Big fat fucking goose egg. Uh, in an even fight, so it's like a two v two or three v three, she gets ten percent tenacity. Whoop de doo, Basil. Uh, if you're outnumbered, she got 25 to 40% based on level tenacity. Now that is that where is the outplays come in, dude. Fucking. The 40%? Yeah. And if you had mercs on you, man, you could not lock this. No. This champion down. And with her Q, dude. <sighs> Zipping around. God the, damn The only it. thing yeah. it didn't affect were displacements and suppression. 
So okay, right. Of Malzahar did play a decent counter into that because of the suppression. Um, new Ionian fervor. Uh, oh. This one's got a little bit more to it, so bear with me. Yeah, this is a fucking essay compared to the other one. This is where they add that little bar underneath her uh, <laughs> uh, health bar, right? They did. That was she one recently, of the first but... to do? Was she one of the first to have that? No, I think that was kind of recent that they added that bar. I think it was Graves that was the. Was it Graves or was it Annie? Hmm. I think Annie is recent. I think no. Annie is somewhat recent, but I don't think it's... No, Gangplank recent. is recent. Yeah, Gangplank, Gangplank is super change. recent. I think it might have been Graves, because we... Graves came out right before Jin, and Jin had it. Start reading. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to look to see when they uh, added that. Um, okay, Innate. Aurelia grants a stack of Ionian fever <laughs> for each enemy champion hit by her abilities, or if she hits at least one non-champion, lasting for six seconds... Refreshing on basic attacks and ability hits against enemy champions and large monsters and stacking up to four times. What a fucking run-on sentence. <laughs> she, like, we could have broke that up and, like, it, it could have stopped at lasting for six seconds. This refresh, you know what I mean? We could have had a period in there somewhere and rewrote the sentence so it didn't feel like I had to just run on and run on. Um, and then it says here, Ionian Fervor. For each stack, Aurelia gains 7.5% to 20% based on level bonus attack speed, up to a maximum of 30 to 80% based on level. At max stacks, Aurelia's basic attacks are empowered to deal 10 to 61 based on level, plus 20% bonus AD, Delta's bonus magic damage on hit. So that's kind of a mouthful to say, but so she would get 20% of her bonus AD, plus 10 to 61 based on level, magic damage on hit. She gives her split damage. This is a champion that builds AD. She now has fucking split damage innately into her fucking kit. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> innate. Unsteady. Enemy champions and large monsters hit by Flawless Duet and Vanguard's Edge initial barrage are marked as unsteady for five seconds. The mark can be consumed by Blade Surge, which is her Q. Is that weird that it's in her passive? I feel like that should be on her Q. Uh, well... Yeah, you know what? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That's actually a good question. I don't know where, where else you'd put it. I I don't hate it. No, I don't hate it. Uh, it's just kind of a little confusing. Yeah. I I could not find when they added the the like resource bar esque with her stacks. Okay. Um, but I did see originally when this was when she was at max stacks of her passive, she dealt two hundred percent damage to shields. She would just she used to destroy shields. Oh Jesus! So, but they got rid of that. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking insane. Oh, you know what? Two hundred percent damage. They, they didn't add her stacks until somewhat recently. I just I, I just asked you know Google when I really get stacks under her name and okay a Reddit post from November third, twenty twenty says that if you're laying against Aurelia. You need to always have her selected so you can see the passive stacks. Okay, so it's within the last two years or so. so. Okay. Yeah, because I think I think Graves had to be. The, I, I think Graves is the first. I mean, I guess Graves had like an. I guess you could just the ammo counter. It was, it's ammo, but like it it was auto attacks, and this is like I think more significant. I don't know. I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to. No, I know what you're saying. It's more important. Like it, there, there's a there's an outplay area and like, there, and like a danger zone almost like fucking Kha'Zix in um mecha Kha'Zix where it says danger on him when you're in his fucking zone you know what i mean when you're isolated or whatever it's kind of like the same thing like just you know you're gonna get fucking duped on with more damage so just don't be stupid 
Yeah, it was. I mean, it's a great addition that they did that. Yeah. I, I think before all you either if if you had her selected and you you know you had the little like her resource. I don't what the fuck is a window called when you click on a champion her stats uh, whatever or whatever. Called, yeah. Um. Other than that, it would make a sound. It would make like a sword, like shing, when when her passive uh, was fully stacked. Okay. And people, you know, probably aren't going to be listening to that shit. Right? Yeah. If you have anything on, you're not hearing that shit. Um, I mean, I think it's, I think it's an upgrade. I think it's a little. I think her old passive was a little more unique, just because she like, oh yeah, she wants to fight with more people being outnumbered. Right. Right. Whereas this is just a standard, oh, I just get extra damage and attack speed as I'm using my abilities. I, th- you know? I think her old passive is also a little bit more lore accurate too, right? I don't even know if they... They might have changed her lore because I... That's true. But, well, as an Ionian, they would have fought mainly outnumbered oh, sure. anyways. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, that's, okay, that's fair. Um, okay. All I just know... Yeah, it's, okay. yeah no, no, what were you going to say? Uh, no, I want to hear that. No, I was gonna say it's just the I'm thinking of her voice lines where she's like, "Remember the Placidium," and I'm like, "I all I fucking hear when she alts is like that was the place where she severed Swain's hand." I don't know when I hear Placidium, my brain goes to placenta, and I don't know why I want to remember the placenta. So, anyways, uh, Aurelia's Q old Q blade surge. Active, Aurelia dashes to the target enemy, dealing physical damage and applying on-hit effects. If Blade Surge kills its target, it refunds 35 mana and resets its cooldown. 20 to 140 base physical damage with 120% AD ratio. Uh, this shit was fast. Dude, there's... Uh, it still is fast. So fast. satisfying when you can, like, clear a wave with that shit, too, dude. You last hit the minions. You're just like, yeah. boom, 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 And, like, five or six minions are gone. You're like, what? Do I... Huh? <laughs> And then, let's see, moving on to her current queue, still Blade Surge. This is probably a little different here. Um, Aurelia active. Aurelia dashes 100 units through the target's enemy location, and upon collision or dash completion, she deals physical damage, applies on hit effects, and heals herself. Blade Surge deals 55 to 259 uh, based on level bonus, physical damage to minions. So she's already, you know, it's encouraging you to last hit with minions yes. so you can... You get the resets. Uh, Blade Surge current cooldown is reduced by 0.2 seconds upon collision of targets marked as unsteady and is reset if the target dies or uh, dies to or during Blade Surge dash. Uh, then with her E flawless duet can be cast during the dash. Physical damage is 5 to 85 plus 60% AD and then the heal was 9 to 13% AD. Um, That's total AD, by the way, not bonus. By the yes, just yes. That out there. So obviously, the the five to eighty five seems very low, but then you got to you got to remember her passive gives her on hit damage, and it just starts fucking ramping. And she's gonna build Bork first, so she's healing like a motherfucker at level fucking yeah. what seven? But I think you have about enough gold about around level seven to buy. If you're top lane, you have perfect farm. That's well, I mean, eight. if if you're the if you're my top laner, you're 0 and 4. Well, at, you're not buying Bork to level 12. So yeah, I was like, you're 0 and 4 at, at 30 seconds in the game right. somehow. And <laughs> yeah, you're not finishing your first item until 60 minutes later. Oh, so. shit. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, she becomes very good at harassing you with this ability, wave clearing with this ability, staying uh, on her feet 
Um, even if she takes damage, she still stays on her feet pretty well. It's why she was actually a very good mid laner as well as a top laner. It's She's disgusting. Um, Alright, I guess we move down to the uh, old W. Called, I think it's Hiten style. Um, passive, Aurelia's basic attacks healer. Uh, so you can see that they moved this onto her current Q. Uh, active, Aurelia's basic attacks deal bonus true damage and double Hiten style's healing for 6 seconds. So it would heal 5 to 13 health. And it basically was on hit. It doesn't say yep. that's on hit, but I'm pretty sure this is before they made that distinction. Um, the bonus true damage when you activate it was 15 to 75 based on rank. And the enhanced healing was 10 to 26. So you just doubled your healing. Uh, and don't forget, uh, the Q applied on hit effects. So that applied with the Q. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it was actually... You would activate this if you wanted to kind of go in on somebody or if you felt like you were a little low and trying to kind of lifesteal off the wave and, and, and clear the wave fast and get the fuck out of there. Um, her current W is called Defiant Dance. And boy, is this a fucking annoying ability. Um, it's a mouthful. It's about four paragraphs here. <laughs> Compare that to the two sentences of the, uh, from the old version. So, active. Aurelia charges for up to one and a half seconds during which she increases Defiant Dance's damage over the first three quarter seconds of the channel and reduces incoming physical damage by 40 to 70% based on level, plus 7% per 100 AP, and incoming magic damage by 20% to 35% based on level, <laughs> plus 3.5% per 100 AP. I don't know what the fuck that just said to me, but basically she gets damage reduction. So what you need to know. She'll block more physical damage than she will magic damage. Uh... So, or I should say she blocks double the amount of physical damage than magic damage. Um, Defiant Dance can be recast within the duration and does so automatically afterwards. Defiant Dance's charge cannot be interrupted by crowd control. So a stun, a suppression does not stop That the is the most frustrating part. I think the only thing that could would be an interrupt from Cassidy. Is, it, is he the only one that has a, a an interrupt as an ability? Was it count as like a silence? Uh... Would silences interrupt her? You know, it has to. I'm not sure because it's a channel. It's like a channel, or it's a charge. So she, have, I'm pretty sure silence would interrupt. So it says defiant dance can be re. Uh, sorry, defiant dances recast can be used while affected by cast inhibiting crowd control. So that includes airborne forced action. So that's charm, play, taunt, silence, or polymorph. Sleep, stasis, stun, or suspension, and suppression. Note that disrupt is not a status effect and solely interrupts channels and thus cannot fall under this classification. Root and ground only disable movement spells and abilities. Stasis and suppression are the only crowd control effects that disable all summoner spells from use. All other cast inhibiting crowd control only disable movement summoner spells. So disrupt uh, still works. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, I was right. So Kat, I think Kassin's the only one that has a disrupt. The the Q, I believe. I don't know if you would want to play Kassin and really. I think you'd get your titties kicked in, but, you know, that, that's a thing, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, this has a rather long cooldown, 20 seconds. You're not maxing this ability first. Uh, I don't know if you're doing it even second. You might do it second, just for the damage reduction. Um, but 20 to 12 seconds on the cooldown is pretty disgusting. It's a pretty big range. It does fire that 
damage back, so I think I didn't read the whole, the last part of the recast. It says, Aurelia swipes her blades in the target direction, dealing physical damage to enemies around her and within a line, increased by 0-200% to based on channel time. She also retains a damage reduction for a half second afterward. Uh, so the minimum physical damage was 10 to 70 plus 40% AD and 40% AP, which means you get all the way up to 30 to 210 plus 120 AD and 120 AP. And if you have AP on this champion, I probably need to slap you. Baron. That's literally it's, Baron. It's, that's it. And I think we mentioned that a lot. Like it's, it's just the Baron buff, but like you have three and a half percent per 100 AP. Like why even add that? How much AP do you um, get from Nasher's tooth? hundred yeah that's the only and that is super mega fucking situational i still wouldn't recommend building on this champion but that's the only thing i could think of that you would put on this champion just because it has attack speed um i will say i'm looking down at the patch history when she was launched this ability had a flat damage reduction right i remember that it was 45 to 65 percent damage reduction she reduces income all incoming damage yes and then a 10% per 100 AP. That was fucking nasty. I believe also uh, full damage reduction like that, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that actually also works on true damage. I'm assuming it I, is. I feel like it would have said... Right, because... Excluding true damage. That, that's why when they fix it, they put physical damage and magic damage, so it, it, right. it uh, excludes true damage. Yeah, when they changed it, they only did it with reducing uh, physical damage, right? And then, and then people like were a third iteration. People were playing her, uh, or no, she was still being played top. Then they added the magic damage, which allowed her to play mid against some of the other top lane mid laners. If that makes sense, your Jaces and and whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah. No, this this ability is the most frustrating to me because you can't fucking stop her. <laughs> like she's gonna use it, and you can't right. stop it. It's like fuck. But what's nice is when she does it, she does kind of she roots herself when she does it. Doesn't say that she does because she can just recast oh, it. Oh yeah, she can't. But move. she can't move, so she's technically rooted while she does it. So if you have like a Morgana, you can try to land a binding on her at least to when she's done because that binding lasts for fucking ever. She's still gonna be stuck there for for an extra second and a half. So um, that is something to to add to the outplay of it. All right, uh, all right. Let's move on to her E. Yeah. Old E, Equilibrium Strike, active. <laughs> oh, this this one was really confusing to use. Uh, active, Aurelia pierces yeah. the target enemy, dealing them magic damage and slowing them by 60% for a duration. If her percentile health is equal to or less than her targets, she stuns them instead. Forgot so about that. you kind of wanted to have less health. I don't know. Yeah, basically uh, just 50% versus 60% health. If she was on the lower side of that, she got a stun. If she was on the upper side of that, she got a really piss poor slow. Uh, so let's see. The magic damage was 80 to 240 with a 50% AP ratio. And then the disable duration was 1 to 2 seconds. Yeah. No, it was weird. Her her old style was, was one of like you want to I don't want to say you want to play from behind, but like you don't want to duel from an even play. Like if you're just slightly less equipped, that doesn't even make sense. Like less, less teammates around you and at a slightly lower health percentage, um, she was actually better at dueling. And I know that doesn't fucking make sense. It's hard to explain, but like, 
I think that's one of the reasons why they changed it. It was a little... It was wonky. Awkward. Yeah. Yeah, it was very wonky to, like, have a champion that's like, oh, you need to be, quote, losing to be able right. to be, like, enhanced. Right. Um, but, yeah, let's move on to her current E, which is another fucking paragraph and a half. <laughs> Flawless duet. Um, active. Aurelia sends a blade to the target location for three and a half seconds. Flawless Duet can be recast after 0.15 seconds while the blade is active and does so automatically at the end of the duration, though not if she is unable to cast abilities. Though not if she is unable to cast abilities. Uh, am I high? Does that, not make, does that make sense? It makes sense. It's just a wonky sentence. So she just can't recast. It won't automatically recast if she's like suppressed or, or stunned and right. she can't cast. It, a lot of abilities will just automatically recast anyways. This one will not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the recast, Aurelia sends a second blade to the target location or to her current position if Flawless Duet was recast automatically. Both blades, <clears throat> Once both blades have been placed, they fly towards each other uh, regardless of distance. That's something to note. And converge after a quarter second Afterwards, dealing magic damage to all enemies within a line between them and stunning them for three-quarter seconds, during which they are revealed. Flawless Duet's recast can be used during Blade Surge, and and the cast time of Vanguard's Edge, uh, each of the Blade's travel times are 0.264 seconds. Flawless Duet will cast at max range if cast beyond that. So, you can, if you're fast with your Q, and like if you're able to one-shot minions... (laughs) You can hit it the range. On, I've seen some, <laughs> yeah, I've seen some insane Aurelia E. Did, yeah. Like the size of it is fucking insane. Um, and then yeah, the Vanguard's art, which is what we'll, we'll get to next with our ulti. Right. Um, I mean, this champion, I feel like went from very low skill expression to very high skill expression because yep. like you are just it. It also fits. One thing I don't think we even noted, mentioned yet is her title is a the Blade Dancer. Right. Okay. And it all her abilities just blade surge, defiant dance, flawless. It's so far it fits perfectly with her right with the theme with her place. Oh, it's 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 great. I I was very I'm very happy with how she turned out. Right, she's um, just frustrated she's to play just, against <laughs> in the hands of someone yeah. who's good. <laughs> right, and of course, as we mentioned, the hitting blade surge uh, gives you a reset for your Q. Yes, yes. Bullshit. 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 All right, and her weirdest, maybe, well, I don't know. Her old abilities were all kind of weird, but this thing felt fucking like a shitty ulti. Uh, this shit sucks. Transcendent Blades. So it cost 100 mana, which is kind of important at the time because she didn't have a great mana pool. Uh, cooldown was 100 to 60, and it had range of 1,000. So active, Aurelia summons four Spirit Blades and fires one in a line towards the cursor, dealing physical damage to all enemies it passes through. Transcendent Blades can then be cast three more times at no additional cost to fire each of Aurelia's remaining blades, incurring a half-second delay between each cast. Each blade heals Aurelia for 25% of the damage it deals to enemy champions and 10% of the damage it deals to enemy minions and monsters. The damage per blade was 80 to 160, plus 70% bonus AD and 50% AP, which meant the total physical damage you could deal was 320 to 640, plus 280% bonus AD and 200% AP. These things flew slower than a motherfucker, dude. They were so easy to dodge, hard to actually hit on somebody, and the heal always felt way less than what it says. I 
Yeah, I this was the one of the worst alties I can remember. It was so fucking boring to use. Yeah. And I I played like Aurelia a handful of times. I played Aurelia for back, a good month. I I think I would just use her ulti to wave clear. That, no, that's what most like, people I would did. just push a, yeah, it's so it's it, it was not very good at being a combat ulti because like you cast it once and someone just runs the fuck away from you. Like, uh it's hard to catch up to them if there's no fucking minions there to blade surge into and I don't know that I really want to fucking fight them, you know? It just was really bad. Really. It was really yeah. bad. And, it, no and it says it does a lot of damage. It never felt like it did that much fucking damage. Ever. But okay. Uh, Vanguard's Edge. This is the new ulti. And this thing is is rough to, to play against. Much different than her old ulti. In terms of play style, playing against it, etc. Uh, the passive. Blade Surge's total cooldown is reduced by a flat amount. That'd be one... This would be one half second, one and a half second at rank two, and two and a half seconds at rank three. Uh, active, Aurelia launches a barrage of blades in the target direction, expanding outward upon hitting an enemy champion, dealing magic damage to all enemies hit, and revealing them for one second. After expanding, the blades drop on the ground, knocking all enemy units away from them, though not rendering them airborne, and forming a spade-shaped perimeter around the enemy champion hit for two and a half seconds that grants sight of its surroundings. Enemies that pass through the blades for the first time are dealt the same magic damage and are slowed by 90% for one and a half seconds. The perimeter will point at the same angle Aurelia casted it from, but based on the target's center. Uh, she yells, Ionia calls. I swear to God, it always sounds like Ionia falls. <laughs> Uh, the magic damage it, de it deals is 125 to 375, the 70% AP ratio. You are not doing this to deal damage. You are doing this because you want to put them in, like, uh, almost the equivalent of a Camille ulti or a Vagar cage where, like, yeah, you're safe in the middle, but go ahead and walk through the edge. You're just going to take free damage while she's pelting the fuck out of you with auto attacks and blade surges and she stuns your little bitch ass with her fucking, uh, was it Flawless Duet? And mm. it's it's disgusting, and it's like it's a good chunk of CC that it gives her too. Uh, I do remember when it was first when she first was reworked. Uh, if you walk through the blades, you were disarmed for a period of time. Oh God, I if, I don't even think that's a, a, a is that any champion have a disarm anymore? I don't think so. It was almost like a disarm is like a silence. I couldn't you couldn't do anything. I don't think. Um, maybe you could flash maybe you just couldn't use abilities yeah i think it was close to a silence but you could i don't know if you could use abilities or not but you couldn't auto attack and all that it was yeah it's i this it might be this is another like very physically or um visually appealing ability oh, it looks sick great if, especially if you hit like a five man she does her little backflip yeah. you know yeah it's it's sick. no it's it's super it good sick. i actually like as much as I fucking hate the ability, like I hate getting caught in it, it it's a good ability. Like it's really good. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about it or about her, nope. other than the um, age old question. Well, for people looking, I have old uh, Frost Booty Aurelia on screen here. <laughs> Rest in peace to the best Aurelia skin ever. I mean. I don't know. I think I think Riot knew what they were doing with this one. They just they made her butt so fat in this splash art. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. 
I'm not complaining. It was awesome. No, it was, it's a great it was, skin. It actually, the, the sad thing is it's actually like just a, a visually appealing skin in game. It just like it just a, was a very well thought out fucking skin. Um, I mean, so I guess the current one doesn't look too bad. They, they tried to keep some of it, but they were. I think they're trying to bring it down a little bit. <laughs> All right, what do you um, what do you got then? I didn't even know she had an aviator skin, and actually, the the splash art for that is actually kind of cool. It's sick as fuck. Like, I didn't even know this existed, but she's basically Amelia Earhart, and uh, it's a cool splash art. I don't recall ever actually seeing it in game. Not the best skin though, but still cool. Don't get me wrong. Um. Fuck, dude. You know, it, this is a tough one because I do like Nightblade a lot. Um, obviously, Frostblade's good. Project is great. Ah, man. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Nightblade. Yeah, it. She looks fucking badass in this. Maker's good um, too. Fuck, like this. I do like Infiltrator because she's like a superhero. Right. I like, I like that. That one's cool with the, um, the pink blades. That one, uh, she looks like D.Va from um, Overwatch. Overwatch. Even though this came out before um, Overwatch, she like she looks like D.Va. High Noon's pretty good. I like I like the High Noon one. Oh, that's right. I forgot she had High Noon. Even it, though we, fucking, we shit on that. Yeah, but like line. the gun blades are cool though. Um, Sentinel. Sentinel's alright. Really Sentinel. It is what it is. It's fine. It's literally just Aurelia. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Uh, Mythmaker's cool. I'm trying to think if there was anything. Divine Sword is really good. I think uh the, the Invictus Gaming skin line was pretty good. Right. Uh, I I think I get a little confused because I think a lot of them look the same. We have they look the same like LeBlanc and I think Camille is part of the skin line. They both have short hair. Kaisa is part of the uh, then, skin line too. And Fiora, yeah, I they're, believe. They're all very hard to differentiate. And actually, the thumbnail for this video uses the LeBlanc and the Aurelia one. And if you didn't know who was who... Now you do. Yeah, exactly. It, it can be a little tough to to see and to differentiate. And that was my only complaint about the skin line. I mean, even Rakan kind of looks very similar to them. But um, yeah, guys, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if you got anything else on it, but... No, that's uh, that's Aurelia and LeBlanc. Hey, look at an hour. Look at that. We didn't make it. We prom- We delivered on what we were. What we said. <laughs> it was a long and juicy Thank one. You. All right, all right. I think there was pun intended on that one. There was definitely a double. No, there entendre. wasn't. That was your gross mind. There was a hundred percent a double entendre about Frostblade Aurelia in that juicy comment. What her butt? Yeah. Oh, you said it. I didn't say it. I said it. <laughs> but yeah, guys, that is it. If you liked the episode, as always, wherever you're listening or watching right now, like, comment, subscribe, review, follow, you know, hit the link tree, join the discord, come hang out with us. Uh, we do got some, you know, at, um, Azap is always looking for people to play clash. clash with. So if you guys are clash players, come on and join the discord. We got some people that want to form some teams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, that is it. Uh, I don't, not sure what we got planned for next week. Next champion review though is Trundle and Cassiopeia. That's gonna be fun. So should be, I like Trundle. That'll be a fun one. Uh, Trundle, they embrace the troll, and I, I thoroughly enjoy that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, next week's gonna be tough. I know I'm gonna be a little on the busier side next week, so, um, at the very least, look forward to a champion review coming. Uh, and we'll see if we can't find something else to give you that gameplay is included. 
yeah, we're we're gonna be getting some more up out there. But yeah, stay tuned for tomorrow. We're recording this on Friday. Uh, stay tuned for the Carthus and Thresh game that's gonna come out. It's fucking awesome. And then, of course, you know we've been we've been saying it a lot in about a month, four weeks, middle of April, maybe towards the end of April, we will be doing a giveaway stream. So hopefully, you guys would. Um, well, when it gets closer, you know, we'll we'll figure out a time yeah. and a day. It'll probably be a Saturday or something, and uh, come and hang out, play games with us, and maybe Tyler and I can finally cast a fucking game. That'd be um, fucking great. We want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, uh, until next week, enjoy your weekend. Good luck in your games, and we will see you when we see you. Thank you so much for listening, guys.